Welcome back, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Pixels Podcast. In today's podcast, we're going to be discussing the importance of diversifying your content online and how that can actually benefit you being an online content creator. Not only streaming, but an online content creator on multiple platforms. We are going to be once again joined by Karlek, who is going to give his take on diversifying your content. And I'm going to be giving you some examples of how diversifying my content online, including this podcast, has assisted my growth in my content creation career. So, without any further ado, we are going to go ahead and bring Karlek in. Both mine and Carlick's socials can be found in the description of wherever you're listening to this. And also, if you wouldn't mind, if you found this at all useful, please go ahead, like or heart or give it a rating. It really does help with pushing this through the algorithm. So we're going to go ahead, bring Carlick in. And as I said before, his information can be found in the descriptions. And if you have any further questions for us, please please feel free to reach out. Carlick, welcome to the podcast. How are we doing today, brother? Not too bad. So today we're going to be discussing the importance of diversifying your content. Now, back when I first started streaming, I'm not sure if this was the same for you, but I thought that if I just streamed, that would be more than enough for me to kickstart my online content creation career. And clearly that hasn't worked. Um, And only in the last, probably I'd say year, year and a half, I've really honed in and started focusing on making content outside of going live for two hours, three times a week. 100%. When I started, because uh, I started, what, 2012-ish, kind of as Twitch was just starting to grow. Um, back then, you could get away with just doing Twitch, but you know, if you just didn't get that luck, and remember, Twitch and YouTube, all that at the end of the day is a bit of luck. Um, yeah, you just weren't going to do it unless you branched out and did other things. And... I'm fortunate enough that I've, uh, over the years, as in the uh, episode two of the podcast, I explained how I got a whole bunch of different things over the years for my stream. I've been able to use that to create different things for uh, my channel. Yep, 100% agree. Um, So yeah, as I said in the introduction, we're going to be getting into the importance of actually diversifying your content and possibly even giving you examples as to what you can do. So... One of my biggest things um, in terms of diversifying your content is actually diversifying. So we'll jump into what some people do, which is, I guess, a good thing, and what some people do, which really actually hinders your growth. So one of the things that people do is when they think they're, they're diversifying their content, when they live stream, they just rip that entire vote off Twitch or wherever they're streaming from and upload it onto YouTube. They then call it a day to say, yep, that's me diversifying my content. That's me putting content online. But you completely miss a point because you will not sit through, and I don't know why, but if you don't do this, you shouldn't expect others to as well. You're not going to sit through mm. a two to three hour VOD when you can see a chat being interactive with a streamer. You're not going to watch someone else be interactive when you yourself can't be interactive. That defeats the entire purpose of watching a live stream. There is no point in that at all. It's the same, uh, the, the best way, if you want to pull something like that, and I will say back in the day I was guilty of this, as a lot of streamers were when we were all beginning and figuring this out. Mm. Uh, the only way you can really get away with doing something like that is if you're like a speedrunner or yep. doing like modded runs or things like that, yep. 
where there is going to be some reviewing um, value to mm. everyone, where it already hits kind of a broad range of viewers. So whereas if you do just your gameplay you've already done, if people didn't show up to the stream, why are they going to show up to watch a VOD on YouTube when exactly. they can just watch it on Twitch? If yeah. they don't know you on Twitch, they're not going to know you on YouTube. Yeah. You're going to be stuck in the same boat. So it's really important to try, even if you only want to do gaming-related things, mm. to do different types of gaming-related stuff. Yep. So what I've started doing, especially in the last oh, probably six or so months, is I still use the content from uh, my streams. However, what I've been doing is I've been writing down the times um, you know, when something eventful happens or something really funny happens or cringy or whatever, I mark it down in a notebook that, that's next to me and I uh, clip that at the end of my stream. I then get all these clips and put it together in a video so that way you're not forcing people to sit through two hours of a stream. You're just getting the concise funny moments as kind of like an appetizer to your online stream. Now, yeah, highlight highlight videos are a fantastic way to get people to interact. Even if you're not the best editor, especially when it comes to thumbnails, as a yeah. certain individual <laughs> back in the day, those good old MS Paint ones that hurt your eyes. The like, you don't have to be, you know, doing the clickbait stuff. You don't no. have to do all that if you don't want to. If you want to try it, it does work for a reason. Mm. Um, but yeah, as Pixel said, go for the highlights. Yep. You know. Um, he said he writes things down. Do that. Get mods or friends of the stream to go through or just sit there, rewatch, and don't be afraid to be a little critical. Don't be like too harsh on your own work because mm. we're all our own biggest critic. But go through and go, hey, I feel like I'm at my best when chat's kind of flowing. So if you've got a bit of a slow night, don't worry about it. Yep. You know, Don't make it the end of the world. You go, okay, look, I didn't have optimal settings. You're in a live scenario. And live scenarios are much harder than a pre-recorded one where you yep. can go back, re-record a line if you don't like it. Yep. Exactly so right. definitely, definitely go down the highlight route if you just want to stick solely to your gaming stuff. Mm. And something Pixel did, uh, well, it, I did for Pixel at first and then he started doing is little meme edits and things like that. Yep. It can just spice it up a little bit for the, the average person who might only watch YouTube in the occasional stream. They might go, hey, I like this. I'm going to go from YouTube over to Twitch yep. in order to watch them so I can catch these moments live. And that way they get like kind of that inside joke. And mm. it just makes it a little more funnier for the viewer. You know, like, I mean, anyone who's in Pixel Stream, we all dunk on him. We love him, but we dunk on him like mad. <laughs> and we do it because we've seen the absolute worst that stream can be. <laughs> and we've seen it get to the point that it's at and the fact that it's still growing. It's getting better every yeah. day. Granted, it's me telling him how to fix things, but... <laughs> You know, it's the idea of, you know, hey, my technicalities aren't the great. My like my sound quality isn't great. My, you know, visuals aren't the best or things like that, which you can refer to pre uh, our previous podcast if you want to hear about some good ideas when it comes to that sort of stuff. Mm. But uh, one thing I just, just to kind of, you know, go with the whole circle jerk thing, uh, <laughs> to uh, shout out for Pixel, is he has done a fantastic job of diversifying his content, especially mm. when it comes to his YouTube stuff. One thing he has done is go mainly from gameplay into kind of doing almost gaming news. Mm. Especially, like, uh, I always forget the name of it, that uh, upcoming game you really like that got delayed. Kina. That's the one. Kina I'll forget Spirits. it every freaking time. <laughs> that game will come out. I'll buy a collector's edition and I'll still forget it. Yeah. Uh, but that, 
like what'd you get like four thousand views on that video uh, or some shit? it's pushing almost eight thousand views i think on that one Jeez. oh about, about seven thousand views and then there's another one that i made for tip videos yeah um it's up to its third wave now and that one's yeah. cracked nine thousand views uh Jeez. this week and pixels by no mean a big channel and yes no. in comparison to a lot of youtube channels that is jack shit yeah but remember for a channel at the time what you would have had a hundred maybe 110 yeah if that subs when you release that yeah you know half of what you got now mm -hmm. that is nine thousand potential more subscribers yeah so diversifying the content really min maxes kind of your potential hmm. so the, the the good thing that i've sort of noticed is so to go back to the point I was making before, when people say they're uploading content or trying to diversify, and they're just re-uploading things, you know, that you know, re-uploading a, a stream or something like that, that's not diversifying. That's just sort of mm. recycling. And look, recycling um, content, it, it's sure, whatever, it's okay. But for me, it's much more important if you actually repurpose it. So if you're doing these, you know, clips and highlights. Not only can you use those to put into an an editing program and upload a highlight, you know, a really quick appetizer for for YouTube, but with Twitch's highlights, you can only highlight a maximum of one minute. Now, mm. what else has a restriction on one minute? TikTok, Instagram, all these different social media platforms where you can upload these clips where you've edited them yourself, have up to a minute. And then now you're breaching out into Instagram and also TikTok. So now you're dealing with two other social media platforms, their algorithms, different audiences, different users. Again, repurposing the same footage or same type of video and reaching a whole new audience, you know, multiple times in a day potentially. 100%. Another great thing uh, that Pixel's done and is a big advocate for is the whole idea of restream. So this is something I personally, I would recommend doing, if you, especially if you're starting out streaming or you're seeing a lot of stagnation in your growth. I don't do it personally because I'm a stubborn prick and I just <laughs> stick to what I like. And I basically, I stream as a hobby. I'm not interested in growth. Mm -hmm. I am a very weird person when it comes to that stuff. Yep. If I want growth, I will put a lot of work in for it. And I've done that. Last year, I doubled in my follower count. Actually, I more than doubled in my follower account mm. just from putting in that work because I'm like, you know what? This year, I want to hit this amount and I hit every single goal and I'm very happy about that, you know? But like, you can diversify your content in more ways than one when yep. it comes to just doing one thing. Yep. So, you know, putting you, putting like just ripping your stuff from Twitch and throwing it on YouTube, yes, it gives you a whole new potential audience. But keep in mind, you know, when it's a live thing, you kind of lose out when you go to a VOD system. Mm. However, if you put it on like DLive on uh, best streaming platform Trover, <laughs> uh, you know, all, like Facebook, all that, you go to all as many streaming services as you can. Yeah. All of a sudden, you've got, you know, not necessarily five times the audience, but five times the potential to get viewers, especially mm. in a very competitive field after something of like, last year where we had, you know, just record-breaking growth yep. in the streaming field like twitch effectively nearly doubled if not doubled mm. in average viewership yeah you know and new viewers and same thing with youtube and facebook i mean facebook nearly tripled yeah uh, when it came to live streaming stuff mm. and a lot of this growth is driven because a lot of people are stuck at home yeah and some people you know don't like the big dog they don't like twitch and that's perfectly acceptable yep. i have my issues 
Twitch as we all do, you know, and it's the same thing with people who hate YouTube or they hate Facebook. That's fine. But if you as a streamer are streaming to all these other sites, someone who's interested in live streaming who hates all these other companies might go, hey, I'll watch this person from Trovo or yep. DLive, just a smaller place. So definitely try to find a way to make your reach as big as possible. Mm. And as Pixel said, take those clips you make from a stream, um, especially as long as you're not using DMCA music, for the love of God, be careful <laughs> with that stuff. I don't care, but everyone else, be careful. So when you use those clips, you throw it on Instagram, Twitter, all that yep. sort of stuff, that gives you the opportunity to advertise all of those platforms. Yep. So instead of just advertising one platform, you could be advertising five, six, seven platforms in one go. Mm -hmm. So you're really making the content that you've created work for you, yep. not you working to make the uh, content. No, 100% agree. I do want to have a whole podcast dedicated to Restream because yeah, if anyone has watched my, my videos, <laughs> you know I hate <laughs> the Twitch affiliate program. So that's yeah. a topic all in you know, of itself. But... um. Look, you can repurpose your, you know, your Twitch VODs as we said before, but obviously repurposing it while you're live, sending it out to multiple platforms, it's all mm. about putting yourself and getting, you're putting yourself out there and getting as much exposure as possible. So whether you're doing this in a live sort of setting where you are restreaming to multiple platforms or taking some footage and repurposing it to be a different type of video and then re-uploading it to YouTube. You know, potentially, uh, you know, you could make a public page on Facebook, you could upload it to Twitter. All these things sort of feed into another. But I think a really, really important thing as well is let's say you're focusing on making content on YouTube. For me, the content on YouTube needs to be valuable. I don't think people should stick to only sort of repurposing and re-editing stream highlights. Mm. You need to offer... Because, look, everyone's doing that. The content that you're making needs to be valuable to the people who are watching. So whether they're watching it because it's an awesome play or a really highly skilled play, or they're watching it because, you know, it's a how-to or... It's something that offers a lot of information that no one is really talking about. Or it could be a quick, you know, like hack to get more viewers or something like that. Um, something that's going to be valuable to the person's time and make make them feel like they're not wasting it. Make them feel like they want to come back and re-watch another video in, in a similar fashion. To me, I think making consistent, let's say just for YouTube, you're making videos... Have it be separate. Like, you know, you can still do your, your your Twitch highlights, which I do not as regularly, but I still have a mm. couple on, on the backlog if I, in case, like, you know, I have a week where I don't make anything. But yeah. I think outside of that, you really need to make different, uh, different content that is valuable to the people who are going to be watching it. So this is where, I, I for those of you who don't know, I've got content everywhere. So I have two YouTube, YouTube channels. My gaming one is... Gaming highlights, I have game reviews and some playthroughs. I also have gaming news, as Karlik has said before. I've also mm -hmm. now started getting into, uh, obviously I've had Twitch tips and streaming tips as well. And I'm also now getting into uh, sort of game, oh, sorry, uh, movie and show reviews and discussions. I found mm. this to be hugely successful because everyone has an opinion, especially on shows and movies that are brand new, everyone wants to share their opinions. So if you can tap into that market, 
that's going to see your channel just skyrocket. Oh. Definitely. The ability to kind of, you like, when you make this kind of content, you want the ability to kind of force engagement. Yeah. And the easiest way to force engagement, it, to me, there's two ways. One is direct questions. And direct questions you can usually pose by giving your opinion and then asking people, what do you want? The second way is a little bit trickier to do. And that is to talk about something in such a way that gets people to want to contribute, you know, where you kind of deliberately leave certain things out that you're not like, say you're not 100% on something. For example, I've, I do a series on my YouTube channel called Hit or Quit, where it's first impressions. And I'll do games where I play them and I'll go, hey, do I like this? Do I not? I'm not too sure, you know? And then someone who's played the game might come in and go, hey, you know, you did like if you do this, this, and this, the game might be a bit more enjoyable. Yeah. So you kind of want to learn to be able to talk in a way to bait the yeah. conversation. Yeah. Um, it's a very, very difficult thing to do. If you are just starting out, I reckon go for the direct questions. Yeah. Try to force engagement, um, and that really gets any different kind of content you're doing. Mm. Even if you're doing just like, for example, I like one of my favorite videos I've done of recent times was my Cyberpunk hundred hours in rant. Yeah, video. that was good. Yeah. Um, now it's not a high production video by any means. It's just me playing the game for like forty minutes talking shit, and while I'm just talking about it, it's not really scripted. It's me going off the top of my head. I kind of go, okay, well, I like this, I like this, I like this. I don't know if anyone else has had this problem. And when mm. I say something like that, if anyone else has had this problem, that opens it up for someone to come in and say, oh, yeah, I've had that issue or I yeah. haven't had that issue, but I've heard of other people having this problem. Mm. And it, you want to kind of try to really bait that sort yeah, of thing. It just sort of opens up the dialogue, creates a discussion. 100%. And that's what you want in your YouTube videos as well because the algorithm will push your video up the more comments that you have. So they're looking at watch time, they're looking at likes, but more importantly, they're looking at engagement. So if you can mm. get someone to, I guess, be baited into leaving a comment, you're opening up the discussion, you're having a dialogue with someone, this is what's going to be pushing your content up through YouTube's algorithm. Mm. 100%. And like, the other thing you could really do is like to diversify your content. Say you like to play, you know, as I said, something like, uh, actually Doom's a great example for me. How many times have you seen me play through Doom, you know, uh, over the years, whether it's, <laughs> yeah, I'll play through Doom 1, Doom 2. I've done Doom 3 a couple times. Yeah. Uh, Doom 2016, I've done about four times. Mm. And Doom Eternal, I've done a couple times. Like Doom is one of my all-time go-to absolute favorite games to play because it's just the pure gameplay. How can I diversify my content on it? So over the years, I've done, obviously, just my normal runs. I've done attempted speed runs. They haven't gone great because I'm crap at it. <laughs> uh, you know, but I've done stuff like that. Mm. I've uh, done, you know, just a regular playthrough for YouTube. I've done um, a hardcore playthrough for way back in the day when I wanted to originally start doing YouTube, but the rendering times just took too long on yeah. my old computer, so I gave up because uh, I want the highest quality picture I can personally get at the time. And then I've also done, uh, I did a video when I first uh, started, when I got my new computer, um, I did a Brutal Doom, like modded version of the game, and then uh, played through the entire first episode, and I added in a lot of memes and things like that, like fun edits. And it's a video I'm very proud of. It had like 130-something different clips in it mm. um, when it came down to it, and I was very, very happy with it. But that's me going, okay, here's a game I adore, I love, and let me do a spin on it like four or five different ways. Yep. And 
if you're say i actually just watched a video today about a spyro speedrunner who um i think like four or five years he's been you know slowly making his way up the ranks he uh, managed last year to get all the way up to uh third place and then this year he broke the world record by 13 seconds which is just a massive smashing of the record and the guy is going well you know for 13 years, I did this, 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 and this. I got all the way, well, not 13 years, sorry, but four or five years, I got all the way up to here. So I've beaten the world record. And now he's like, okay, I've done that. Now I'm moving on, still playing the same game to a different category in yep. that game to then try and beat that world record. Mm. And he's already on track to do it. I think yep. he's like 30 seconds behind and he's never really run the category Jeez. before. Um, but doing something like that where it's like, okay, let me do that and make it more interesting. Hmm. Um, and like put challenges on your games, you know, like say you want to play something like Skyrim. I've seen playthroughs where they use a fork, you know, for the whole game, or they'll use like one That's... weapon or they can only use one ability. It's stupid, but it's really fun entertainment yeah. to watch. I've also you're like, seen... I, I know they can beat it, yeah. but like, why would you do this? So, <laughs> you know, so... it's that morbid curiosity of, but you're repurposing the same game. Yeah for more than one use i've seen people beat dark souls using a uh was it a guitar hero controller yeah dance dance <laughs> revolution mat the ddr one's my favorite i'm one. like mate like and this is the thing like so you know we were talking about you know using footage and uploading it after the fact but you can do this live you can change it up and diversify your whole content whether it's live or after the fact there are things that you can do mm. to make it interesting to bring people in you tell someone, oh, I'm going to be playing Dark Souls on a guitar hero. What's the first thing that comes to mind? Oh, yeah, I want to fucking see this. Like, let's go. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's let's ridiculous. See, let's see how far you, you know, can you, get. You really want to try to, you know, find find what you enjoy doing mm. with what you enjoy doing. And that's a really dumb way of putting it. But, like, as I said, me with Doom, I'll, I'll play it in a million different ways as a game that I love. Yeah. Same thing with StarCraft. So... Back in the day when I started, I was a StarCraft exclusive streamer. And it's still pretty common to this day to be a game exclusive streamer um, and maybe branch out on occasion. Mm. But back then, we used to do, and it still happens now, we do what we call viewer games. And the whole point is the viewers would tell you the build and you would have to do it. And it didn't, like, the whole point of running them is because you didn't care if you won or lost. The whole point was just to be stupid and get people involved. Yep. So depending on how you set your content out, you could really get people to be involved. So you might set up something like a timer where say you're affiliate and they can uh, use points or if you just set up like a bot with channel points and things like that, people can pay to go, okay, this person can only use X weapon for so long, you know, um, no stealth allowed unless like it's a stealth only section or something, you know, like, do something to make the content more interesting instead of just a bog standard vanilla playthrough. Mm. Because if you're if you're beginning and you're very shy, and a lot of people are when it comes to Twitch when you first start, as we all were, um, the best thing you can do is to like learn to talk to these people. Mm. And the easiest way to do it is to try and bait that conversation, yep. whether it be through, you know, silly things like they get to control the game or, you know, them picking a build for a certain game. You know, if you're playing League of Legends, Valorant, whatever, you know, they pick the characters. They pick, like, you're playing Rocket League. They pick the car you use, mm. things like that. Like, you really want to make the most of what you are doing. Yep, 100%. Um, and look, diversifying, diversifying your content, we've been speaking mainly about gaming. 
you don't even have mm. to stick to gaming. So for those who don't know, I've got a gaming YouTube. I've got a YouTube dedicated to flipping things for profit. I then have two Instagrams. So one's more of like a personal slash gaming type thing. I'm still trying to figure that one out. There's also yeah. a flipping or my profit Instagram as well for my flipping sort mm. of uh, space. I then have a Discord for my Twitch and gaming side of things. I have a Discord for my flipping and reselling type thing. I have a Pokemon Go Discord just because as well. Because um, you're a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> but this is the thing. Like, when it comes to diversifying content, if you stream games, you can make things outside of the gaming space. So what actually happens for me now is that because I'm very sort of deep into the reselling community in here in Australia... I'm getting resellers coming over to my gaming sort of side of life and streaming mm. and they're now watching me because they're saying, well, you know, they've met me through the flipping reselling sort of side of things and now they're bleeding into this other facet of my life where it is streaming and games and most people like video games so they have some kind of common interest in it. So mm. once you start building these communities, whether it is or isn't in a gaming space, eventually you're going to get to a size where everything starts bleeding over. I think on my flipping mm. Instagram, I'm about seven, 750 Instagram followers just on that alone. Yeah. Um, and I know to some people that won't sound very impressive, but considering you got to, you got to consider pixel isn't huge in, into social media. No. He's, you know, a very private person generally like, and you don't have to be super into it, no. but take your passions and like, use them as, to diversify your content yep. so as pixel said he does his flipping and stuff like that and pokemon go i wouldn't really say it's a passion no. more of a hobby in that situation, <laughs> you know but like me with music i stream me playing guitar you know i'll do music lessons online i mm. do things like that you know i'll do like i'll try to teach people in streams and stuff i've helped a few people learn while in the chat of a stream who's like someone who's like yeah i'm just beginning guitar you got any tips and I, I basically go, okay, well, I love music. I love making music. Yep. Now, I will sit there and do that on occasion. Will I do every stream based on it? No. Mm. But basically every other stream is music because I want it to be. Now, will music get you a crap load of viewers? Let's be real, no. But it lets me do something I like and get potential followers from it get people in the chat and then if i can start writing a song on stream that i like i can then use that to make a youtube video you know and then if people like my music i've made music for other people's channels intros and alerts and things in the past you can then do that which then lets you network and the more you network mm. the bigger audience potential you have and you get people to put credits from where they got that music from um, 100%. there's there's a million different ways in which you can diversify your content but the most important takeaway is is that you just need to do it there is no sense of just turning on saying yep and this is this i, I was so guilty of this for the first couple of years of streaming turn mm. it on thinking cool got my three to four days of streaming down uh you know any time now anytime i'm just gonna start snowballing but the yeah. more I got into diversifying my content and the you know my numbers grew a lot more, the more I realized, holy shit, just turning on your stream is nowhere near enough for the 99.9% .9 of people. It is mm. not enough. You need to get onto YouTube because it is the second largest search engine in the world next to Google. If you mm. want to look at a tutorial, most likely you go to, to YouTube. If you want to look at something funny or a video, you go to YouTube. So... 
using these different uh, you know social media websites to your advantage to put up content whether it's gaming related or something else that you find interesting it's all going to be to your benefit now I wouldn't suggest you stretch yourself so thin I would maybe suggest mm. looking at a couple of different social media things especially if you work full time and you know do other things outside of outside of you know streaming and you might be you know pretty time poor um really you know, Mr. has a life over here <laughs> <laughs> yeah but you really want to focus on a couple of things and just hone in and focus on those don't stretch yourself so thin where everything becomes unfocused and you're half asking everything so if you only have time to make a couple of youtube videos or one youtube video a week make it a really really good one make sure all your your tags mm. and your headings are very searchable and all that sort of stuff but it's just a way to diversify and bring more people into your your streaming space 100, 100%. I need to get that on a t-shirt at this point. Uh, I think that's my catchphrase. <laughs> I keep saying 100%. <laughs> um, but I would say another thing to keep in mind, don't be afraid to take some time to build up a backlog yep. as well. Uh, if Especially if you can only make one video a week. Um, I know for me personally, I go through peaks and valleys with my mental health where the last few days I felt great. I've done something like 15 to 20 videos. <laughs> like I've just Jeez. smashed them out. Yeah. Like back to back to back to back. Cause they're not long. They don't take me too long to make. Again, that's why I bought such an over the top computer. Mm. It makes doing that stuff a lot quicker. Um, and that's part of the reason why I did it because I'm like, okay, I need to maximize the time that I do have where my brain will let me do what it is that I want. So if you can only do one video a week, maybe do one a fortnight and then you could spend two weeks making like the best possible video. Yep. Go for quality over quantity. Yep. But remember to try and make it so, as we said before, try to make it so it hits more than just one kind of audience. Because mm -hmm. you might do like, you know, say I do a video, like I did a video on why I love The Darkness 2. That video is for people who like The Darkness 2. That is not for anyone else. Mm -hmm. That video does not talk to anyone else it might talk to people who are fans of mine not that there's a hell of a lot of them or just my friends yeah and anyone who knows me or is a fan of mine when it comes to streaming knows why i love that game already yeah so i wouldn't like i wouldn't try to basically limit your content to being single use um the chef elton brown he said he i, th I think he hates single use tools he wants everything to be multi-use and you've got to treat your content the same way mm -hmm. Because that lets you diversify where you're going, what you're doing with it, you know, and just really force yourself to go, okay, let me make the most of what I've done. Yeah. Because say you do it, say you only got time for a two hour stream once a week. If that's all you've got, go, okay, well, if that's all I've got, I've got no time to make videos, I've got no time for nothing else, or I've got like maybe, you know, 40 minutes of spare time here or there, do your stream. And then, as Pixel said at the start, do little highlight videos. Yep. Maybe talk about, hey, this is my experience with streaming. Do some vlogging with it. Mm. You know, really try some different things. Yep. Don't be afraid to try different content because it might suck. Yeah, I'm like, to me, I'm a terrible music writer because I take so long to write one song, and a lot of the songs I write are guitar-only tracks because that's the instrument that I'm proficient mm. at. So does that mean that I'll never make piano songs or try to make anything orchestral or anything like that? No, I try them and you learn, yep. you know, you don't know until you try. And that's, that's always our golden rule is to just 
do it. Yep. As stupid as that saying is, it really is what you have to do. If you buckle down, you will get there. It just, you know, it might take a very, very, very long time. Reality you is know? not many people will want... Let's say if like someone's listening to this and they want to upload to YouTube. Mm. Take it as a silver lining that chances are not many people will be watching your first few YouTube videos anyway. So... Yeah. Take it as an opportunity to grow, to re-watch what you put out there and just try to improve on every single video from then on. In, in, 100%. You know, improve the editing a little bit, the audio balancing. Just anything you can. Each video, you have to aim to try to make it a little bit better than the one beforehand and don't pigeonhole yourself. You know, If you only like gaming, try a different area or you know, if you only want to make gaming content, diversify that gaming content in some way where... You're not just going to be a drop in the ocean of other similar gaming content. Yeah. Try to find your niche. Yeah. Now, it's not easy to do, but try to find it. As I said, doing things like speed runs of your favorite games, even if you're not good at it, you'll get people who will come in. 90% of people, in my opinion, when it comes to Twitch, YouTube, and all that, are supportive. Yes, there's a lot of assholes out there, but the average viewer is more than likely to be there and be supportive, especially if you're trying something you're not great at. Because at the end of the day, when you're making this content, you're making it for free. Yep. The viewer understands that. So as a viewer, I will sit there and be like, yeah, you know, it might not be the best quality content, but they're trying their best. You know, we joke about when Pixel started, how bad the stream was, but let's be real. It it was a dumpster fire hmm. in terms of quality. It was like, it, it was not good. It was really rough to watch, but what kept it going was the fact he didn't give up. And, you know, he took every bit of advice that we in the chat gave him mainly me at first until others started coming along, being able to help as well. <laughs> um, just to pat myself on the back, just a little more, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, might as well give myself a reach around at this point. Um, but <laughs> fucking hell uh, <laughs> but basically the whole point is you really want to you know don't be afraid to fall on your face yep. it's gonna happen try content you don't usually make if you if you like music make music yep. whether it's on stream whether it's just a quick little video for youtube don't be afraid of failure yeah because you don't know until you try yeah you know what's the saying if you shoot for the moon and you miss at least you'll end up in the stars yeah exactly right, right like and it, just pull your head out and just fucking do it yeah the biggest success i've seen on my channel is as soon as i started making different kind of videos um the tip videos were wildly successful these discussion videos are also successful the reviews that i'm doing successful i you know was sitting there like oh you know should i do a review everyone does reviews you know who cares what i have to say it's getting some of the most comments i've ever got um, mm. Some of the streaming videos, the tip videos, you know, how to how to run an ad as an affiliate or how to do something as, you know, a whatever streamer. These searchable mm. and, you know, different kind of videos that I do normally, they are the most successful. So if I didn't diversify the topics and the videos that I actually make, I wouldn't have met some of the people that come to my, my channel. You know, some people mm. have, you know, come to come to me on YouTube saying, hey, I'm just coming from the video you made on this. I really appreciate that, blah, blah, blah. So, Yeah, I've seen that a few times. Regardless of what you're making, if you're putting content of value out, regardless of where it is or what it is, people will come to your streams and actually tell you they appreciate the content. 
they appreciate that it's helped them out in some way or capacity and they're just way more inclined to just have this open dialogue with you and just sort of follow you wherever you are on the internet. 100 and 100 and 100 percent. <laughs> um, and just to just to kind of clarify, because you might go, okay, how did these two meet when it comes to all, like if we've known each other for so many years, right? I met Pixel because I saw a random retweet yep. of, and I, I forget exactly what the tweet was, something along the lines of new Aussie streamer yep. playing Breath of the Wild. Something along those lines, and it got retweeted by a bot. Yep. If he didn't put that out on Twitter, I never would have found him. Yep. And it's a simple thing like that. Yep. You don't have to tweet every time you go live. You don't even have to use Twitter religiously. No. I think Twitter is a garbage place, yeah, to I, be honest. Lately it I is. Use it, I use it to watch, like, look at shit posts and maybe keep up with the news a little bit in yeah. terms of things that are going on. But I don't actively really use the site. It's the yeah. same with Facebook. I don't really care for it. I use it sparingly. Yeah. And... If you are full on into Twitter and all that, that's great. If you are, then you know how to work the yep. system. If you don't, don't be afraid to learn. Look at them, like look at some videos, tutorials. Hmm. Again, YouTube is a great resource. You know, we know a bit. We don't know absolutely everything hmm. there is to know. And even the people on YouTube, like the quote unquote experts, they might not know everything because these companies change their algorithms all the all time and yep. stuff. But that just shows so, you the different impact, like the impact mm, one post on a different website can have. Yeah. So Twitter I'm, is not related at all to Twitch, but I made a post about my Twitch on that different website. It's mm, it is a form of diversified content. It's it's a different yeah. it's a status or it's a, a tweet, whatever you want to call it. It's different content. Use the right hashtags, get it retweeted. And that's how you meet a few people that have come and are now regulars to the stream. So the yeah. impact of, you know, changing up your content and getting involved in social media, it's massive. Yeah, it can make the world a difference and it doesn't have to be anything too big. Um, but since this is a bit of a shorter podcast, I want to actually ask uh, one question before we get close to wrapping up. Mm. Um, for you personally, if you had to give one bit of advice to someone starting out or someone who's, as I said earlier, someone who might be like kind of stagnant in their growth, what would be your number one tip to diversify their content? Say they are only streaming on Twitch and Twitch only. Yeah. To diversify your content, first of all, I would, my, my number one tip for anything is managing your expectations. Second tip is what we've already discussed is as basic as it is, just give it a go. You are going to, mm. you know, the human mind is insanely good at coming up with just bullshit excuses. Mm. Even when I was, you know, doing my gameplay, I said I didn't have time. You were right there saying, you have time, just make it, motherfucker. So I was like, okay. Yeah, I, <laughs> I work, just a little bit of clarification on that. I work as, a, for those who know should know by now, I used to work mostly as a music teacher and I would always get the argument from students, I don't have time, I don't have time. Yeah. And that to me, I'm sorry for the language, I will swear a lot in this because it pissed me off yeah. so fucking much. They would always go, I didn't have time. I'm like, bitch, you went to school from like 8 to 3, Yeah. right? You've you woke up at 7, okay? You didn't have time to practice in the morning, that's fair. Mm. You get home, you're not going to bed till 7, 8 o'clock, you know, if you're going to bed relatively early. That's five hours. Yeah. Five exactly. hours is a hell of a lot of time to find five minutes of practice. Yeah. 
you know and if someone goes to me i don't have time i always go well you know is that really the case because mm. you can always even if it's a five minute video you do a five minute video every couple days yeah that's content it's it doesn't something. have to be amazing yeah you know and if you want it to be a longer form video work on it over a few days yep. it doesn't have to be a single day yep. project learn to really work on something mm. don't just go okay one and done yeah i need it done now learn to put some time into yep. this stuff 100%. as pixels said, number one tip he has manage expectations yeah you do that it's the same with making a video. Don't go in with the idea, I'm going to have this ready immediately. Yep. Go in with the idea of, okay, I'll have this ready eventually. Hmm. And that's that's the thing. Like, My two biggest tips is manage your expectations. You know, one video might blow up, who knows? But don't make it and upload it with the expectation that it will. Make it yep. as good as you can. Upload it. See how people respond to it. See what people like and don't like about different videos. And going into the, the second tip there, just do it. If you have an idea for content, mm. start working on it as soon as that idea comes in and get to mm. it before the excuses come flooding in because I guarantee you, there have been so many things that I'm like, oh yeah, this will be good. And then I'm like, ah, talk I mean, myself out of it. you're almost like that with the podcast. Exactly, yeah. You know, you're like, oh, I don't know. I'm like, no, let's just do it. Let's yeah. go. Let's do it you know, right I've now. been wanting to do one for a while, but yeah. I haven't really got anyone else to do it with. Yeah. So let's just do it. Yeah. And that's the thing. So no that's, that, that'd be my, I guess, one, one and a half tips. What about you before we wrap up? Uh, mine is very similar to the manage expectations. Set realistic goals. Do not, uh, something Pixel said earlier, do not stretch yourself thin. Go, okay, you know, I say I want to diversify my content. I do, you know, flipping. You know, I'm passionate about flipping. Maybe make one flipping video a week, you know, about your experience even if it's just like a little short vlog of hey i did this 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 and this today yep. you know uh i'll let you guys know how the sales go next week yep. you know things that you can do to kind of try to drive engagement but don't assume that anything you make is going to get views you yep. as a creator are not owed views by a viewer just like as you don't own the viewer jack shit yep. you know it's a mutual understanding i make the content you enjoy the content yep. If you don't enjoy it, don't watch it. Mm. Simple as that. But don't go in with this idea of I need to have X amount of followers, X amount of numbers by this day. Just go, okay, you know, first year, don't expect nothing. Yeah. Like literally expect nothing. I think in my first year, I was lucky to hit maybe 40 followers. Yeah. Like jack shit. And then mine gradually grew. Yeah. Now, my stream is still very tiny, like very tiny. Yours is almost double the size of mine. Mm. And yours is still classified as a tiny stream. Yeah. But we both have a lot of regulars that come in yeah. uh, and more regulars than people who might even have three, 4,000 followers mm. because we have built the engagement yep. and that's the difference. Yeah. That's the thing. Everyone runs their own race at different speeds. Before we yep. wrap up, I want to give a quick example of how, I guess with my reselling, how mm. diversifying my content across multiple platforms actually feeds into one another. So I'll go out, make a video about things that I've bought to sell for a profit. That's a video in itself. Yep. Once I then go and once I go ahead and sell those items, I then make an Instagram post to say, here's what I bought it for, here's what I sold it for, here's the entire profit. I then jump back into video making and saying, okay, let's make a what sold video. 
So now mm. from one item, I've got one video from a haul, one Instagram post from it selling in the profits, and then I get another video as to what it actually sold and discussing that with a group of other things that sold. So out of one mm. item, you can get three pieces of content out of that. And you could drag that out for more if you really wanted. Yeah. You could do like, you know, make posts about, okay, how many, like do a post about what I got today. Or, yeah. you know, you could do like Instagram stories about your travels while you're yeah. out. So I, yeah, so I, I do that as well. So when I'm in yeah. Instagram, I do it while I'm in the car, not driving, obviously. But these are things that <laughs> <Yeah>. you, <laughs> these are things on the record, not driving. But these are things that you can, you, there's, there's so many ways to diversify your content and have it feed into one another, where it basically just becomes a cycle where one thing feeds into another, which feeds into another, feeds into another. And then before you know it, you're just operating like a well-oiled machine and you're just pumping out content left, right and center. And what you thought would have taken hours or days could take less than an hour. Making a thumbnail mm. was so daunting to me, but now I get it done in about 10 minutes and they actually look <laughs> half decent now. I mean, if you spend an hour making those paint ones, I think uh, you deserve to be shot. <laughs> but that's the thing. like you, It's so easy to diversify content, but especially yeah. now that we're moving more into an online world, it is so much more important to actually diversify and cover as many grounds as, as you can whilst also offering content of value and content that is a mm. high quality. Only put out yeah. what you would be willing to watch yourself. That's, that's another yeah. golden rule for me. Yeah, definitely. So try to make your content work for you. Because yep. if you do that, you'll be able to use it for more than one thing. Exactly. Yep. All right, cool. Well, I think that's the end of this podcast. Uh, again, yep. if anyone has any questions, please feel free to reach out. All our social links will be in the uh, descriptions below. Feel free to join the Discord as well if you want to reach us, reach out to us directly. Um, yep. Carlick, where can we find you if we wanted to, to search for you? Uh, Twitch.tv forward slash Carlick, OnlyFans.com forward slash Carlick. <laughs> I'm going to make at least 10 more times. Oh, God. Uh, YouTube slash Carlick, uh, although I think it's actually something else. It's the picture of Moses Lack because yeah. I decided to change everything because sometimes I feel like doing that. Uh, and I feel like the picture of Moses Lack, it sums up how I look, to be honest. <laughs> he is my spirit animal. I can't even find it. I give up. I'm done. Stuff it. Do it live. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, Twitter, forward slash Carly with an underscore at the end. Same thing with Instagram. But definitely join that Discord because if you want to know, like ask me or Pixel our opinions on any content you've made, uh, we'd be more than happy to give you our yep. feedback. That's it. All right, guys. And if you are listening to this on any other platforms, please go ahead, give it a rating or a heart or a five stars, whatever it is on wherever you're listening or watching this to. Always appreciate it. And thank you for tuning in for another episode of Pixel's podcast. We'll see you in the next upload. Bye.